The Florida Gators have a lot going for them in terms of Anthony Richardson, this coaching staff, this scheme on both the offense and the defense. And we're going to talk about that with Seth Galena from Pro Football Focus, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Friday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryOfSI.com. Before getting into today's content, just ask you a like, subscribe, leave a comment, review, whatever it is. Let me know how I can make the show better, worse, whatever. We're about to be joined by Seth Galina from Pro Football Focus for the entire show right now. Joining me now is Seth Galina from Pro Football Focus. You can find him on Twitter at PFF underscore Seth. And I mean, you are the second PFF person we've had because we've had Trevor on the show a few times. Uh, of course, Gator alum, and, and, and he loves talking Gators. But uh, we're here to talk a little bit of scheme, a little bit of Anthony Richardson because who doesn't like talking about Anthony Richardson? It, it, it's very fun to do. Um, I assume this is the, I assume this is the first time on this podcast you'll talk about uh, Anthony Richardson, right? Yeah, no, we've never spoken about him before. Ever. <laughs> I, I am just like, I, I won't talk about a quarterback ever. Um, we, we've had a lot of talk about him and uh, the, the fans or the listeners. I don't want to say fans. I think they hate me. But the listeners love whenever I speak about Anthony Richardson, because, um, you know, I'm, I'm always just daisies about him. But uh, what are your thoughts on, from what you've seen of Anthony Richardson? We know it's been a limited sample size with that rotating whatever you want to call it that they did last year. But what are your thoughts on Anthony Richardson? Yeah, I mean, the, for him, like, the tools are, are kind of crazy. Um, running the football is out of control. Like, he's just, he's just, he's an athlete. It's crazy. His the ball comes like kind of jumps off his hand easy, um, throws with nice touch. Like un- seems like he understands, you know, intermediate parts of the field when he should like throw the ball with a little more, um, a little more power, a little more touch. Seems to get that. I think. With that said, the tape is a little inconclusive, especially from last year. Obviously, you can look at the spring game also a little inconclusive given it's a spring game, but I think it. You know, you're projecting when you're talking about Anthony Richardson and, and people are talking about him being a first round pick already in next year's draft or or whenever he comes out. We are projecting quite a bit like that's just what it is. We're projecting quite a bit when he played last year. A lot of people talk about the LSU game, um, a lot of schemed open throws for him, you know, play action. They get this. Uh, there's one in particular with it insane play where they run basically a fake toss at the running back and then it's a fake quarterback power and then the running back leaks out like stuff like that was happening um a lot in that game to create um plays for him you know i thought and again it's like you know his first year playing so like you will he will get better now that he's going to be the starter he's going to be getting those reps in you know, obvious spring practice and now uh, going into, you know, summer practice and stuff in August. So it'll get better, but his eyes were a little all over the place. Like, you know, and that would cause him to be a little late sometimes on, on routes. 
So you saw a lot of underthrown balls, which I don't know if it's necessarily him like not having the arm strength. It's more him being late. And then, you know, no matter who you are, if you're late, um, and you're, unless you're Justin Herbert, if you're late, um, you're going to end up underthrowing stuff. So just stuff like that that he's got to work on. Um, again, I go back to the same thing. You, we are projecting a lot, but we also understand that the tools he has gives you a floor that's higher than most other quarterbacks because it, he is kind of sick that way. Like it's, it's, it's pretty sick. Um, but like, yeah, the, the quarterback stuff and, you know, we have him at uh, uh, somewhere under 40 um, like straight dropbacks this year, uh, last year. So how can, what can we glean from that? I've been doing this for a few years now, um, watching every quarterback in college football for the PFF pre, uh, college football preview magazine. Um, I've made a lot of mistakes looking at 30 throws and saying, this guy's got it. This guy doesn't have it. So I'm not willing to like say yes or no, but obviously the, uh, the tools give you a, give you a pretty solid foundation. And you mentioned making a lot of mistakes and uh, I would like to bring up the, uh, what was it from the draft stream? The, the Jalen hurts that you uh, only watched his straight dropbacks. You're like, he's, yeah. he's amazing. Um, yeah. So the story there is that I forgot to, I forgot. I, I turned off the filter where, he where the quarterbacks were scrambling. So I watched Jalen Hurts and I was like, man, this guy is, he's, you know, throwing from the pocket every play. Oh my God. Every throw is on time. It's the best quarterback I've ever seen. And then I realized there was like 35% of his snaps where he was like scrambling for his life and, and making some boneheaded decisions that way. I did not make the same mistake with Anthony Richardson. I've learned from my, uh, my errors. And then, I mean, th there's, a lot of scheme change coming over from Billy Napier to Dan or well from Dan Mullen to Billy Napier and things are going to change along this offense. How do you kind of think that Billy Napier can, and, and I had Tyler Fornis on earlier this week to talk about the same thing. How do you think Billy Napier can kind of maximize Anthony Richardson's potential? I mean, you know, you're going to see a lot of, you know, quarterback design run stuff. Not I'm certainly not that Dan Mullen was not, capable of doing that. I mean, we remember all his offenses when he has this type of quarterback had that element to them. But I think you're going to see more, you know, you'll see your zone reads, you'll see your quarterback power. Now that they, they're going to align more from a pistol alignment rather than the, than a quote unquote normal shotgun alignment where the running back is, is to the side of the, um, the running back. So I think you're going to get more of that stretch outside zone, handoff but the important thing here is obviously okay yes the, the outside zone you know even the inside zone from the pistol is going to be an important part of the offense but the important thing here is the boot action off of it to create easy throws in the flat you saw a little bit in the in the spring game and i think that to me is where you can just get some easy throws where you're not asking the quarterback to drop back from the pocket and throw it and make these reads. Now, if he's ready for that stuff, you know, by by um, by September, that's a different story. But like, I think getting his feet wet um, as a starting quarterback is going to be just boot it, let him throw these easy reads. You know, we see it in the NFL all the time um, in terms of making quarterbacks more comfortable and rise and and then kind of raising the, their level. Um, Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, all that stuff. So now you're you're seeing it a little a little more in college with these pistol. So those teams in the NFL do it from under center, 
you're going to see the Gators do it more from the pistol alignment. And just and again, it's just like getting your quarterback comfortable with some easy throws that have the ability to to gain a lot of yards after the catch, um, which is obviously what they're going to want. So I think that's probably what you're going to see, um, you know, uh, this year. I think you're going to see a lot of the same stuff that if you go look at the, the Louisiana tape from last year, I think you're going to see a lot of the same stuff because – they had a similar-ish quarterback like uh, Anthony Richardson, light, you know, and Levi Lewis, who could who can run around and make some plays. So like, um, you're gonna see all that zone read stuff. But again, it's probably gonna be from the pistol. Uh, I did notice some RPOs um, from from the from the spring game, single side RPOs, getting that receiver, um, you know, the X receiver on a slant. So I think there's some stuff you can do to help him along the way. And then obviously, if he breaks out as a, as a true drop back passer, then 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 you just let it rip that way. But I think all the boot action is going to be important, at least early in the season. It's summertime almost. Ladies, looking hot. Sorry, that was a great throwback to wind up if you get it. Um, <laughs> but if you're trying to get that summer bod ready and you got to get in shape for the beach, for vacation, for whatever it is, make sure to include Built Bar in your diet plan. It is absolutely fantastic. Coated in 100% chocolate. Most bars have 130 calories four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. They taste delicious, and they have quite possibly the best midday snack around in the birthday cake built puffs because I'm telling you, phenomenal. Eat them every day. They are fantastic. It's like a protein marshmallow, and it is delicious. Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors too, so you'll never get bored. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order with Built or BuiltBar.com. Yeah, and then, I mean, there was one play from the spring game where I don't even know what the concept is called. I just know that I love it. Uh, Cincinnati ran it a lot, but it was like that little, that quarterback boot to the right and the tight end starts on the left yep. and behind the offensive line to the right and it's just wide open in the flat. And it's like, I- I'm hoping to see some of that. I-, I think that that's a great way to get a tight end involved, especially on- in the red zone. And that's one of those things where it's like that. Please just help Anthony Richardson just get the ball. Do something. It's funny you mentioned Cincinnati um, because so they're there. It's Mike Denbrock was their offensive coordinator. He's going to LSU. And I think about it the same way with LSU, whoever's going to end up starting there at LSU, which is like, you know, LSU last year was super spread. Without really saying it, they were kind of an air raid team. Um, And it's like it, it didn't help Max Johnson. He just wasn't that type of quarterback. So I look at them bringing in a Cincinnati's OC and I'm like that specific play um you know zone read and you get the tight end out to the flat man that I think that's going to help LSU and I think it's going to help Florida in the same way now obviously LSU might have more of a running quarterback with Jaden Daniels or or you know if not you know Miles Brennan we know that the Florida is going to have Anthony Richardson being able to um you know tuck and run if he needs to but again it's just like it's just like it's stuff that raises the level, um, gives your quarterback confidence, and you could just get away from having to. It, it's it's just really hard for a college quarterback. It's really hard for an NFL quarterback, never mind a college quarterback, to drop back and drop back in the pocket. You know what I mean? So, I think that's just the way you're going to have to play things at least early on in, in the season. Yeah, and then I mean, we, we talked earlier about when you look at Anthony Richardson you are making projections like like that's what you're doing with someone who is uh i believe you can call him toolsy 
You know, he's big. He's got a bazooka for an arm. He, he, he can run. Um, and we kind of saw the same thing with Florida last year with uh, Emory Jones, was the guy who everybody was like, oh, 2022 draft, keep an eye on Emory Jones. And then the season came around and everyone's like, take your eyes off Emory Jones. No need anymore. <laughs> um, but let, let's say Anthony Richardson reaches or at least sh- makes progress towards reaching that ceiling. Just how early could we see him go in the draft? Yeah, I mean the the, the skills are there for a top ten pick. Um, I just I'm not like I'm not willing to say that yet. I mean you got to let's let's see the guy play a full season where he's the where he's the starter. So like you know again not ready to say that yet, but I I you know I look at his his rushing grade per PFF was very high in limited time eight point two 8.3 yards per carry uh, i mean that that's insane um that was second in the whole country behind caleb williams so and obviously with more carries that'll go down a little bit but obviously you you have and again it's all about having a floor right here right so not only will the offensive scheme give you a floor but his legs will give you a floor because they'll be able to say you know if it's not there um, for whatever reason, whether it's the good coverage, whether he's not seeing it down the field, he'll be able to take off and scramble. And we obviously saw that a whole bunch of times when he was there um, playing last year. So, again, it's just like, do I want it? Like, yeah, if everything works out, he's a top 15 pick, top 10 pick, whatever. But <laughs> not, not ready to not ready to go there just yet. Sorry, Gator fans. And then uh, just just a couple of more questions. This one, we're going to shift a little bit towards the defense, which is, again, you know, we've spoken about this Patrick Tony defense with the Florida Gators, which is going to be basically the Baylor defense. Um, And you mentioned earlier one thing that I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit, which was how Florida has been working with the single side RPOs. And with this defense, they run creepers and sim pressure are, are big focal points there. And Ron Roberts, who kind of is kind of like the coaching tree guy that that Dave Aranda and Patrick Tony come from, has mentioned that he likes creepers to stop the RPO. He thinks that that adds a lot of issues. So with college offenses and NFL offenses getting more RPO heavy, and obviously Florida's not going to be the only team running single side RPOs. We're going to see that from Bama and other schools. Um, just how important is it for Florida to utilize those creepers and that sim pressure and kind of throw a wrench in the plan of the RPO. Yeah, I mean, the fir- the first thing people always talk about when they talk about stopping RPOs is like, hey, can you play a lot of man coverage? Great. Like, you play man coverage, it's all good, everyone's manned up, and you just, if you win your one-on-ones on the outside, you stop a throw, right? You, you know, that's it. Um, but yeah, the, the next thing a lot of people are talking about, like you said, and I think it's very interesting, is these creepers and simulated pressures where you're, um, you're dropping people off into windows where quarterbacks thought there was going to be, where they thought there was going to be a window. So you drop, you, you know, you blitz your will and, you know, your, your thought is that, uh, well, if the will blitzes or the will vacates that space in whatever way, then I throw the RPO, the slant to the X receiver or whatever. But now you have a defensive end, you have a defensive tackle even dropping into that space and either you're getting, a hand in the throwing throwing lane if the quarterback throws it or the quarterback is now sees that player sees color um and tucks the ball and obviously the run play is not designed for him to tuck the ball so you have issues there so i think that's a super interesting way to do it obviously you other other ways of just like 
playing, and, and this goes back to Ron Roberts and Dave Aranda and, and Tony as well, just like playing this like new style 3-4 defense um, and kind of closing gaps that linebackers have traditionally been asked to play in so that they can stay in pass windows longer, even though there's a run play in front of them, right? That's the whole issue with the RPO is like, hey, I'm a, I'm a will linebacker. I have the B gap. I see a run play that's like going towards the B gap, let's say. I have to go play that. And then all of a sudden the ball gets thrown behind my head. Like you can do stuff within your scheme, within your front, just by even just just the alignment or po- you know pre-snap or post-snap alignments like we're kind of talking about with the creepers and stuff to um, to to close the window post-snap to just get quarterbacks um, different looks. Um, I think you're also going to see, I was looking at this stat before, um, you're, you'll probably see a lot more man coverage. I think that's just what happens when guys go to the SEC as they say, oh, I got, look at all these look at all these elite corners I got here. Um, let's play some more man coverage. So I think you will see that. And again, that's a way to deal with RPOs if you can win those man coverage reps. The NBA playoffs are well underway. The conference finals are underway in some great games. I mean, it, it was a Kevon Looney night the other day. Just just know Kevon Looney going to be that guy in the postseason or at least in this round. Love it. It's been very helpful for me. BetOnline.net is how he's helping me. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information with basketball, hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs are going on, MLB is well underway, the NBA draft lottery has been set, you can make bets on who's getting drafted where, you can bet on reality TV, award shows, TV shows just in general, uh, politics, economics, everything. Head to the website today or use your mobile device, just like this one, to check out betonline.net. Learn about all the trends and action. Check out BetOnline. It's where the game starts. Yeah, and then I I know that I keep bringing up this Baylor defense, Dave Aranda, Ron Roberts. Um, How important is it to have players that have high football IQs on this defensive side of the ball? Because... I mean, Ron Roberts, I was watching coaching clinics when getting ready for Patrick Tony, and Ron Roberts is saying, we never want to show a quarterback the same look post-snap that we're showing them pre-snap. So how important is it to have those players that have that high football IQ and can do a lot of things in coverage? Yeah, and I think when we talk about this coaching tree, and I believe so they all spent time or... Patrick Tony was at um, Texas San Antonio. And like, if you look at the coaching staff there, I believe, oh no, Southeastern uh, Louisiana. Uh, well, he, he was at both, but I think the coaching staff there on defense at Southeastern, Southeastern Louisiana with Ron Roberts and like Pete Golding is there too. And Patrick Tony, like it's an insane. We're going to look back on that staff in 25 years and be like, oh, all these guys are like the Hall of Fame or something like that. Um, anyways, um, yeah. So I think when I look at those, defenses like this coaching tree it's all about like you know giving them the ability to to kind of figure stuff out pre-snap like when you're like as a defensive player um and saying like hey we have all these these uh, this ability to to run whatever defense we want to run here based on what the offense is giving us but but we, we keep it very simple in terms of our base package. And we have to let our players understand how our base 
calls will change given situation, you know, down a distance, given formation, given personnel. That takes a lot of brain power on the field, right? But the opposite is like, um, you know, I, I would say even like the saving tree guys who really give a lot of information just in their play call um, are just, and they have a lot of coverages. They have a lot of stuff that they can do. I mean, it's a, it's PhD level defense. Um, so you, you're trying your best to, as the play caller, get it right because we have so much stuff that can stop whatever we – like the specific things we're seeing. Whereas this coaching tree is very, hey, we don't have a big base. However, we're going to let our – play we're going to teach our players the best we can to, to understand how we play certain formations and how our base changes based on those type of things. So it's it's two completely different things. Um, I like bo- bo- both both – systems have their merit but i think this system is very interesting in terms of like you said getting highly intelligent football players to understand their rules yeah it's one of those things that i like because i like thinking of you can't always overpower people you can't always outrun people but if you work hard enough like you can outsmart pretty much everybody and that's that's kind of what we're doing while adding those florida athletes to this defense so it's something that i'm very very excited to see this season um but Thank you so much, Seth, for joining the show. And, and of course, you know, I cannot tell you how many times we've talked about PFFs, (laughs) PFFs numbers on this show and how Florida had one of the worst run blocking grades, but one of the highest running grades. And it's like, yeah, the online kind of sucked last year. Um, Well, I I would say like, you know, who had a really good run blocking grade last year, Louisiana Raging Cajuns. So hopefully you're getting that, you know, um, you know, the, the Rob Sale, offense coordinator online coach you're hoping you can you can get some that that's going to take you pretty far right if you can if you could block it up fast for a run run blocking yeah i i cannot wait no cyrus torrance had an insane run blocking grade too so i'm glad he's in gainesville uh thank you seth we'll we'll have you back on the show at some point i'm sure make sure to catch him at pff underscore seth on twitter and with pro football focus thank you Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back Monday with more on your Florida Gators. Now make your second listen. Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports or GiantsCountryofSI.com. And I will see you all tomorrow.